Three hours of real time, 120 minutes of pandemonium on the pitch, eight pressure-packed penalty kicks, one legacy secured. People were lined up 40 deep outside the entrance to the Mar Bar at 7.45 this morning to watch the World Cup final. By the time it ended, almost nearly three hours later, it was a bright and sunny Missoula morning outside, and the world had changed just a little bit. That was one of the greatest sporting events of modern times. This is Soccer and Snow and Smoke live instant reaction after an incredible World Cup final won by Lionel Messi and Argentina in penalty kicks 4-2 to two after they tied France 3-3 three to three through regular time and then 30 minutes of extra time. Well, it's impossible to know what to say about a game like that. This is Soccer and Snow and Smoke, by the way, the soccer podcast from ESPN Missoula. I'm Andrew Houghton, who's been your host throughout nearly two years of Soccer and Snow and Smoke now, coming to you live just minutes after Argentina wins an incredible World Cup final in penalty kicks against France. That game was the epitome of why I watch soccer. It was the epitome of why soccer and international soccer especially is special to so many people and to why it can bring out so many emotions and so many people. There's really no way to approach it, so we're just going to hit it like a normal post-game podcast that you might have heard here on ESPN or the Big Sky Breakdown on Skyline Sports. Here are three big things to put that game into perspective. First off, it's impossible to describe what we just saw. It's not a coronation. It's not a conclusion. To me, the word that comes closest to describing it is that was the apotheosis of Lionel Messi. We just saw over 120 minutes plus penalty kicks. A man come the closest that a mortal man can come to transforming into a god. And if you think I'm exaggerating here, consider Lionel Messi's career up until this point. He's been the greatest player in the world since he burst onto the scene as a teenager with Barcelona in the mid-2000s. He's won everything that there is to win. He was a Champions League winner, a La Liga winner, part of one of the greatest modern teams, probably the greatest modern club team of all time. In Pep Guardiola's FC Barcelona, he had won a Copa America with Argentina. This was the tournament and the game and the trophy that was missing, and I don't like arguing about who the greatest of all time is. I don't think it's fair to Lionel Messi to argue that he needed this trophy to be considered the greatest of all time. But it's undeniable that this trophy was the one missing from his trophy case. And not only that, but it came with the pressure of the previous greatest Argentinian soccer player of all time, Diego Maradona, made his legacy at the World Cup, particularly the 1986 World Cup, which was one of the greatest sporting events of all time and included two of the greatest sporting moments of all time for Diego Maradona against England in the knockout rounds, the hand of God goal and then the second goal in that game in which he dribbles past five or six England players, the goal of the century. And those were the rarefied waters that Lionel Messi was swimming in here going into this game. Those were the players that he was being considered against. His legacy was being weighed against. And even though it's not fair, it's a glaring spot on his resume that he hadn't won a World Cup. It was the story of this World Cup. Everybody knew that it was going to be Lionel Messi's last World Cup, his last chance at this trophy, and they've come... So close to this trophy before losing the 2014 final to Germany in extra time. Everybody knew that this was the one that he was shooting for. That the entire Argentina team was aiming to get him. 
for him to do that with that pressure on the world's biggest stage, knowing that he wasn't going to get another chance, is one of the greatest sporting performances that I think that I have ever seen. And again, it's unfair to consider this even the final block in his legacy, but to cement a legend like that is one of the most special things that I think that I have ever seen. I think facing unimaginable pressure, he steps up, he takes the first penalty to give Argentina a one to nothing lead. He was incredible throughout this game. He steps up to take the first penalty in the shootout, and that is one of the defining moments in a career that's been full of them. He places it, he passes it into the corner of the net, just past the reach of Hugo Lloris, and to see Lionel Messi celebrating with his children on the field after the game, to see him being embraced by his Argentina teammates after he scores the first goal, after he scores the third goal in extra time, which looked like it was going to be the winner for Argentina, the way that his teammates dogpile on him immediately, the way that he takes that penalty in the penalty shootout, and just to see him walking around the field after the game secure now in his legacy, and that doesn't mean anything to him in the moment, I'm sure. But we have just watched the crowning achievement of maybe the greatest athlete of all time, and I'm not really interested in getting into those discussions, but if that is the end of Lionel Messi's Argentina and international soccer career, what an incredible way to go out. He was incredible throughout this entire tournament. I've said it before and I'll say it again. His second half goal against Mexico, and go back and watch this if you haven't seen it, Argentina had lost the first game of the tournament against Saudi Arabia, which was expected to be the easy game in their group. You're facing a, a horrible awful situation the pressure is just going to keep increasing Mexico holds them scoreless past the 60th minute in their second group game Lionel Messi gets on the ball and fires a shot past Guillermo Ochoa from the edge of the area that is one of the moments of this World Cup for me to see a man put an entire nation on his back put his entire legacy on his back because if they don't score there Argentina's going into the final group game with one point, maybe no points, and all of the pressure on them, Lionel Messi, of course, did score as he always does. There will be time enough, I think, for considering his legacy, his impact, his place among the greats. For now, I think just bask in the joy and the exhilaration of seeing a player rise to the occasion in the greatest game of his life, the biggest game of his life, and achieve the one thing that has been beyond his powers so far. That's the biggest thing, the first big thing from this World Cup final. Congratulations to Lionel Messi. And that leads me into the second big thing about this game. Argentina, for 80 minutes of this game, for the first 80 minutes of this game, alchemized the pressure better than I think any team that I have ever seen in a game of this magnitude. And I'm talking across all sports here, whether it's I mean, I've watched a lot of big games in my lifetime. None of them have matched up to the pressure of this one. And no team has ever successfully attacked the moment and turned the pressure into performance, as well as what Argentina did in the first 80 minutes of that game. France is a horrifically terrifying team to play against because they have Kylian Mbappe running out on the counter every time that you take a bad touch. And that pressure and that knowledge in the back of your head can often turn teams into something that they're not. It can often take them out of their game. 
Argentina for the first 80 minutes of this game did not take a scared touch, did not take a negative touch, did not even take a neutral touch. They were playing at the highest level that I think I've ever seen that team play. This podcast was originally just going to be about Argentina's second goal, which looked like the one that was going to clinch the World Cup before France's furious comeback there in the last 10 minutes of regulation time. That, to me, is the goal of the year. That, to me, is the definition of playing with grace under pressure and go back and watch it again, but just that was an incredible goal. Knowing that one bad touch there maybe sets Kylian Mbappe and Ousmane Dembele away on a counterattack. They win the ball deep in their own half. They get it central to Messi. He flicks it wide for Julian Alvarez. Messi takes two touches there. Julian Alvarez takes one touch to feed it through to Alexis McAllister into the space that they've opened up. Alexis McAllister takes one touch to feed it across to Angel Di Maria, who takes one touch to slot it past Larice and into the goal 2 to nothing. It is so easy to let the moment and the opposition overwhelm you in a game like this facing an opponent like this, the France team that's defending World Cup champions has so much talent across the pitch. Everybody on Argentina knows that this is Lionel Messi's last World Cup. They are not playing for themselves as much as they know that they are playing for Lionel Messi's legacy. There were not a lot of players left on this team from the 2014 World Cup team, but every player on the pitch for Argentina had to have that thought in the back of their mind as well. And for 80 minutes of this game, every Argentine player buried that thought in the back of their minds and played fearlessly, and it was really something to watch. And even after France tied the score 2-2, two two, two goals in a minute and 33 seconds, right after the 80th minute, Kylian Mbappe's penalty to get France back into the game and then immediately comes back and hits a great volley into the corner of the net to tie it 2-2. Two two. And even after you go up 3-2 in extra time and France comes back to tie it again on another Kylian Mbappe penalty, the Argentine players never let the moment overwhelm them. And you saw it in the penalty shootout as well. They got back to those first 80 minutes. No fear, no sense of pressure on them. And the ability to do that is a testament to the mental strength of the team, the confidence of the team. And a lot of that goes back to Lionel Scaloni, the Argentine manager, being able to instill that sense of confidence in his team. It was legitimately, I mean, there's no other way to put it. One of the greatest performances under pressure that I have ever seen. It's impossible to describe the pressure of this game. I mean, you think about the NBA Finals, the college football playoffs. You think about, I mean, even a game like Montana State football just played in the national semifinals against South Dakota State. There's so much pressure wrapped up into those games. Those games come around every year. These games come up once every four years, and not only are you playing for a fan base, a team, you're playing for an entire country It is crushing seismic pressure on your shoulders. And for Argentina, I mean, look, for 80% of this game, it looked like Argentina was going to win without allowing France a shot on goal and having scored one of the greatest goals in World Cup final history. Messi aside, it was an incredible team performance. Third thing from the World Cup final, France is going to be absolutely fine It was a great performance from them as well, and we can go back and look at the stats and talk about all of the defending World Cup champions who have failed to make it out of the group stage in recent times. 
France not only made it out of the group stage, made it all the way to the final while battling a, a flu sickness that ran through the team that was one of the biggest stories of this knockout round. I thought Didier Deschamps panicked a little bit, pulling Olivier Giroud and Ousmane Dembele off before halftime, and they'd played awful in that first half. They had nothing going forward. They didn't have a shot in the first half. And that shows what I know, right? Because I figured that you needed Olivier Giroud on the pitch, down 2 to nothing because there wasn't going to be any space in behind, and you needed a player to hit long balls up to. And I'm not really sure that France had a better tactical plan in the second half than they did in the first. But it really doesn't matter. Last World Cup, Kylian Mbappe was an emerging star. He was a passenger. There were so many other great players on that team. He wasn't a passenger. He was one of the best players in the World Cup. But there were so many other great players on that team. This year, Kylian Mbappe was it. He was him. I mean, I tweeted after the last World Cup final that there were maybe five players in the world that I would take over Kylian Mbappe. If I was building a team, if I was taking a player for the next year... This year, there's not even a question. Kylian Mbappe might be the best player in the world, and that's why this narrative of Messi versus Mbappe was so magnetic and so attractive coming into this World Cup final. And somehow we got the best of both worlds. Lionel Messi, as we've talked about, achieves his apotheosis. He wins the last trophy that he has to win in the entire world. He cements his place as the greatest of all time. But we also got to see Kylian Mbappe rise up and take his place as the best player in the world. Kylian Mbappe becomes only the second player to score a hat-trick in the World Cup final, following England's Jeff Hurst. Had to look this up in 1966. That's a long time, folks. France is built for the future. Mbappe, I think, is 23. They have so many great young talents coming up. Eduardo Camavinga, who I thought came on and changed the game when he came on as a midfielder late in the game. I don't know if Didier Deschamps is going to be there anymore. What a run for that French team, though, under Deschamps, winning the 2018 World Cup and now coming within inches of winning the 2022 World Cup as well. But even though they lost, I think France set themselves up and Kylian Mbappe set himself up as the team to beat and the player to watch for the next decade. It was incredible to watch everybody raise their games in this World Cup final, and it's such a difficult spot. You can see all the time in games of this magnitude, players get tight, players play defensively, trying not to get scored upon, trying not to lose the game. Argentina went out to win this game. France in the second half was able to match them, and then in extra time especially as well. 3-3 three to three through extra time, and then Emiliano Martinez saves a spot kick in the penalty shootout. France misses a penalty in the penalty shootout, and Argentina wins it 4-2 to two on penalties. That's your instant reaction on soccer and snow and smoke. From this year's World Cup, I want to thank you if you've been listening along. Throughout this World Cup, I've tried to keep the analysis coming for you here on soccer and snow and smoke. I've tried to have you guys follow along with me. I've tried to pass along the magic and the excitement of an event like this. It's going to be four years until we get another one. Although, the FIFA Women's World Cup coming up this summer, summer 2023 in Australia and New Zealand, will be bringing you analysis on that one as well. I hope that everybody enjoyed this World Cup as much as I did. I hope that everybody was able to catch some of the excitement, some of the exhilaration. It's a one-of-a-kind event, and it's a blessing to be able to experience it with so many other people in the world. So my thanks to all of our listeners here on Soccer and Snow and Smoke. My thanks as well to all of our guests, Chris Chitovitsky, Ross McMoneys, Roland Benedict joining in for some World Cup coverage as well, Justin Angle and live from Qatar, Marcus Cranston, the Eagle Man, 
as well as the wider soccer community in Missoula. You know who you are. Thanks as well to our sponsors here at Soccer and Snow and Smoke. Zootown Sports Cards, Canby Tap House, Blackfoot Communications. That does it for an incredible, exciting, dramatic, suspenseful, legendary, historic, ultimately draining World Cup. Thank you for coming on this journey with me. I'm Andrew Houghton. I'm heading home to get some sleep. This has been Soccer and Snow and Smoke after the World Cup Final. Thank you for listening.